Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, podcast people, it's Christopher Yule, and I just want to share with you a interview that I recorded with the First Class Trade Talk podcast. Uh, this is a rare one for me. It's one that I actually get to sit and talk about myself. These uh, The people over at First Class Trade Talks wanted to, to know a little bit about my history, and I thought you guys on the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast would be interested yourself in knowing a little bit about my origin story and about how it could totally relate to the story that that you're telling in your life. So please check out today's First Class Trade Talks podcast. Uh, basically, I'm reposting their, their hard work. And if you don't mind, head on over to theirs. Let them know that I sent you. Let them know how much uh, you appreciate them taking the opportunity to take their time and you know speak with me and see you know how they can help you in your day. Hey, thank you so much for coming to today's podcast. Sincerely hope that it brings you some value, lets you know that, that you too can be a 10-minute stock trader just like myself. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Traders, this is Padilla FX, your host of First Class Trade Talk. Today, I'm interviewing Christopher M. Yule, the host of Ten Minute Trader. Hey, Hill, thanks for having me on today. I'm I'm super super excited. Uh, it, it's it's rare that I get a chance to talk about myself. I'm always out talking to other people, seeing what they're up to. So I'm really excited to uh, to share some of my history, my background, and everything I do today. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, um, I ran across your page and, you know, I was impressed with the content that you're creating, you know, and uh, reading the ideas and they're viable. You know, you put in these trade ideas into play and, uh, you know, they can really benefit you as a trader. And that's kind of, you know, my mission statement for this podcast to bring these ideas to other traders and, uh, you know, to people, you know, from experienced people that are already doing this because, you know, it, it takes time to be in the trenches to actually learn the business, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I started trading in 2009. So the mm. way I started trading was pretty interesting, right? It, it was really fortunate for me. So I, I worked at a big company called Raytheon, and Raytheon has 75,000 employees. And wow. it, was, uh, it was my first, well, let me back up just a tiny bit. So I went to school in Arkansas, Henderson State University, and then okay. I got my MBA there as well. Then I graduated in December 2008, which was potentially the worst time ever on the history of Earth to graduate from college. So I was excited. <laughs> I thought I knew what I was doing, and there were no jobs, period, anywhere. So uh moved back to Texas. I'm originally from the Dallas area. And yeah. my first job, uh, you know, with the, with the MBA was working as a temp for like $12 an hour. And I did that for four months, and then I, I was very fortunate that I found a, a position at Raytheon. Mm -hmm. And at Raytheon, um, they had a, a 401k plan, but you didn't have to contribute anything to it. I didn't even know about it for a while. And then one day I opened up my statement, and I was like, hey, there's money in here. 
And I hadn't even <laughs> contributed to it. And I was like, this is sweet. Yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> and so then they had this this uh, program where you could trade stocks in your 401k. And I was like, whoa, I got all this free money and I got this 401k. I can trade stocks. And right, this, is, right. this is perfect. So that's that's how it all started was I started with free money. And I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. I know sure probably doesn't. no one else on earth had this sort of free situation to start with. <laughs> I but can't it think was of really a exciting. Scenario. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> so, so I started trading with that, and I wasn't super successful. Like my, I, I went the the penny stock approach, right? Oh, okay, it's like, okay. The pump and like, dump. Let me, yeah, let me find as many stocks as I can for five dollars right. or less, and then whenever I get, I don't know, let's call it five hundred shares of one of them, and I'm like, sweet, this is some good leverage, and. I tried that for a little while, and then I tried uh, leveraged ETFs. So okay. maybe maybe it was thirty dollars a share, for example, right, uh, right. but it had a, a three times move on the underlying. So if it was um, trying to remember, it was like uh, Dow was one of them, and that was a three times leveraged inverse ETF on the Dow. So if the Dow went up a hundred points, this would right. go down the equivalent of what three hundred points would do. Uh, so, yeah, it was – the worst part about it was I had no idea what I was doing. I was just basically like, oh, I feel like this is going to go up, boom, I'm going to buy 100 shares of that. This is going to go down, <laughs> boom, I'll buy 1,000 yeah, shares of that. Yeah. Um, man, did it was – uh, Did you have any beginner's luck when you first started? Yes, I remember one day – good question. This uh-huh. is kind of where, where I started to, to go a little further. Um, I remember one day I had made like 25% of my whole portfolio in one uh-huh. trade. Yeah. And I was like, this is awesome. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I've, obviously I could never uh-huh. replicate that again. And um, at one point I just kind of put it away. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I got lucky one time, but yeah. I don't think this is going to keep happening. So <laughs> I'm just going to. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. So I just invested <laughs> in a bunch of index funds and just put it away for a while. Okay. And then, um, man, there was one day in particular, and I'll never forget it. It was the day when I, I really, like my whole life changed. It was, I couldn't tell you exactly when it was or even what year it was, but I remember I was sitting at work and I do financial consulting for credit unions and I still do it. Uh, so I, I work with credit unions, I get their financial statements and I work up their risk profile. Uh, I work up their interest rate risk, which is like, how does the credit union's balance sheet perform when the Fed raises or lowers rates, whatever that would be. And then how does that impact their, their earnings? So I do that every day. I've been doing that for five years. Yeah. There was one day I was sitting at work and my boss came in and he's talking about Deutsche Bank. And apparently there was some bad news about Deutsche Bank. And and I don't even remember what it was, but he was talking to somebody else and I was, I was overhearing them. And he's like, hey, if you feel so strongly about it, why don't you just go buy a put on it? Exactly. And um, I was like, what does he mean buy a put on it? And so <laughs> I ran over and I grabbed one of my grabbed one of my textbooks, which I still have, <laughs> and uh, pulled it out, and, and there were two tabs on it, and I'll never forget this, because it blew so my mind. <laughs> yeah, it was one tab for bonds, and one tab for options, and I was like, that's crazy, so I pull over, over to the options tab, and it talks about a put, it's like a put increases in value as the stock decreases in value, and it controls 100 shares, Right. and I was like, that's cool, so I started Googling it, and I was like, 
Hold on a second. Like, like I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about how impactful that one moment was. Like, if I had if I had been in the restroom, <laughs> if I had been yeah. getting coffee or something else, my life would be totally different than that just one 30-second conversation and overhearing that. And so I started Googling it, and I just went, like, nose deep into how to trade options and right. how to so make money trading options. And I was like, holy crap, this is it. This is for me. <laughs> yeah. Did did you say at that moment that you knew trading trading was for you? That was did, it. Like, yeah, that was it. Oh, man, that was totally it. And I, I just, it, it just, it lit my fires again. And I was like, oh, I got this old account. And so I opened up the old account, and it had just been sitting yeah. there for years, not doing anything. And uh, I couldn't trade options in the account, so I, I liquidated it. And I put it into, man, I went through several brokers, and we can talk about that later. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I started putting it into different brokers where I could trade options, and it was just, that was it, man. But the funniest part is, and I, I love sharing this story, because like when you first get started trading, and especially with options, there's so much leverage involved, and you don't yeah. really understand the scope of what you're getting into at first. Right. Oh, definitely. definitely. And so in the first... 60 days, 60 or 90 days, either way, first two or three months I started trading options. I'm not uh -huh. joking when I said this, I lost two thirds of that account. Yeah, well, and easy. I was like, yeah, yeah. that was easy. it, man. The statistics are there for it. Yeah, yeah. So I, at that point, I was like, I gotta stop what I'm doing right now. This is gone <laughs> too far. So I took a step back and there was, I was explaining to my wife what was going on, which is a hard conversation to have. Oh, I'm sure. And she's like, well, can't you trade with fake money? Why do you have to use real money? And then <laughs> I was can't. like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, there's paper trading. I could do that. Yeah. So I paper traded for five more months to really figure out what I was doing. Yeah. And then I was like, let's get back in. And got back in. And it's been great ever since. I mean, there are times where I've made really, really big mistakes. Yeah, uh, like this summer was a great example of that. I I got really confident that I knew gold was going to go up, mm -hmm. and there were a lot of people that I I hang out with, and they were all confident that gold was going to go up, and I was just very very sure gold was going to go up. So I made a much bigger trade than I normally would. I see, I see. Not only that, but then I averaged <laughs> down, which is okay. just a huge huge mistake, right? Yeah. Well, one thing to take away is don't average down. If you're averaging down, you're already wrong. And there's no reason why it would go the other direction. If you're going to do every, anything, average up. You know, and, for, for yeah, our listeners, ahead. I want to take a moment and just, uh, you know, could you briefly go over, you know, the concept of averaging up and averaging down? Oh, for sure. So let's say you bought a stock at $15 and the stock went down. Okay. So let's say now it's down to $10. Let's say you bought 100 shares at $15, and then you buy another shares at $10. So you're already wrong by $5. Right. But your average cost, now you have 200 shares, your average cost is $12.50, so it's the difference between the two. So you yeah. average down, but you're still losing even on this average. Yeah. And you it's still kind have of a to go spread. up. Yeah. Kind of create a spread for yourself. Mm -hmm. I see. Right. Yeah, and then you've still got to go up in value from 10 to 12.50 to even break even. Right. And that's what a lot of traders think is, oh man, I've I've done wrong. I'm going to average down that way my, yeah. my break even yeah. will get lower. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can relate to that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um I trade forex, you know, that's mostly yeah. what I I focus on forex and cryptos and you know, uh it's just highly liquid market, you know. So 
you know, uh, you go on a London Open. I usually trade London. It's about about midnight California, 12:30 is when I start getting in the market. But you know, if you're not careful, the moves are quick, so it can put you negative, you know, 20 points easy, fast. You look away. And, oh, yeah. yeah. So then you're like, what do I do now? You know. So my next question, I wanted to segment into, you know. Um, when you first started as a trader, you know, what were some of the adversities that you had to, you know, overcome in order to make you a successful trader and, you know, a profitable trader that you are today? Yep. Ego. Number one <laughs> problem is your ego. Yeah. And, and I mean, like I said this summer, I fell, I, I fell to it again. It's that you, you on a particular day, you have no idea if it's going to go up or down. Your charts right. may all say one thing. All of your friends may be saying one thing. But you do not know the future. Nobody does. But you have to have Very a true. plan in, pre in place to deal with that. And either, I mean, with options, it's really easy to hedge things that have gone wrong. Um, yeah. Or you can roll them out in the future. Uh, but also for me, having defined risk trades makes a huge difference. Now, a defined risk would be like like your stop loss. Right. Um, so if it goes down, like let's say if I bought it at $10, my stop okay. loss is at 8 and right. it goes down to 750, I'm already out at 8. I don't even have to worry. It can go to 0, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's something that some option traders don't do. They can they can trade naked. So it's like having uh, <laughs> uh I mean it can it can really screw you over big time if you're not watching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's something I don't do. I, I only trade to find risk for that loss. purpose. Yeah. 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 That's so, a, that's a tough and one. man, it was, I, I remember staying up one night. This was when I was losing two thirds of my account. I'd lost, uh, I'd lost $500 that day and it was not looking like it was going to get any better anytime soon. I couldn't sleep man. that night and I'm like, um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, what have I done? And yeah, I'm, you sleeping. know, I'm laying next to my wife and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to explain this to her. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your ego, man. Once you, yeah, yeah, you've exactly. got to trade like a computer, like a machine. Right. You have to have a plan. Don't second guess your plan. So, well, I guess back up a little bit. Figure out what works. What works for you? What works in your work risk tolerances? And that's really key. Yeah. You don't know. You say you're cool with losing a thousand dollars on a trade until <laughs> you actually lose a thousand dollars in a trade, and then you have to live with that. Oh, I know. I know. It can really tear you apart, man. It can yeah. really tear. I've been in and I've been, you know, in and also like drawdown, you know, you're you you have you're in drawdown and then you have to you have to make a decision. And that's the thing. And then you begin to tell yourself things like like, you know, OK, it's going to come back, you know, but that's, you know, denial. And and that's why me myself, you know, my risk model includes I'm I'm risking about 15 points, you know, so that's what I want on my risk model. Mm -hmm. And I'm going for a 50 point move. But I do that consistently. If I take 10 trades, which I trade very, very few, but I mean, these points, look, I'm on a trade from UJ since last Thursday, and I'm up about 120 points on that move, you know, and then I'm adding to the position and as it goes down, weekly resistance touched the high four times. You know, this is a high probability setup that I use, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. that's, that's why I don't have to continue to take added risk, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to get a little bit more on the technical side of your trading. You know, I'm sorry. I, I want to say that I'm not too familiar with options trading.
Now you need a broker that understands options trading in order to make trades like I make. Tastyworks is a broker platform that I use and I recommend. The platform's easy to use and their pricing is unbeatable. And with their commissions, trades like this would only cost $1 per leg total. Now if you sign up for a new account with Tastyworks and use the code 10MINUTE, that's 10-M-I-N-U-T-E, I'll give you over $150 in exclusive 10-minute trader bonuses from 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Remember to use the code 10MINUTE10MINUTE when signing up for your new Tastyworks account. Oh, no, it's totally cool. Um, in fact, that, that makes me think of a story I, I met with. So one of my goals is to be on CNBC, be one of those guys that they, they call, yeah. they come on the network and talk about things like that, right? So uh -huh. I met with one of those guys in January of this year, and he told me he, he's on the show Options Action. And... My, my strengths is options. And so I, I met with him in Austin earlier this year and he was, he was like, you know, don't, don't go into options. Nobody really cares about it. It's too small. <laughs> and I went home later and I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, he's totally wrong. I was like, this is a yeah. niche. You've got to find your niche. Definitely. So you can be a big Definitely. fish in a small pool. And All I was right. like, I was like, wait a minute. Maybe he's telling me that. So I'm not his competition. <clears throat> I don't know what the case would be in that case, but yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, so you've got to have your 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 plan in place, and then uh, you know work work to that. You know, I I think you asked me something. You asked me something about the technology. Is that what you were saying, or was it? Were we going somewhere else with that? I really don't know why I went on that CNBC story. I'm, I'm sorry, I digress a little <laughs> bit on that. that. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to get, you know, the, the technical aspect of your trading. So, ah, you know, my, awesome. my question right. is exactly, you know, what would be your, let's say your trade plan. Let's go, let's go this. Uh, you know, what is your pre-market checklist? Let's start there. Sure. So when I get up, uh, I do my Wall Street report in the mornings. I get up at 4.15 to do that. Uh -huh. And when I get up, first thing I do is I, I check the futures and see what happened. Uh, most of the time it's nothing. So I don't have to worry about it. But occasionally, right. um, especially in 2018 versus 2017, uh -huh. there's been a whole lot more moves overnight, bigger moves overnight than you would expect. Like last night, maybe, or the night before, we had a 20-point move in the S&P. Wow. And so, I mean, I'll look at that. So that's about a 1% move overnight. Uh, yeah. I'll look at that and see what's going, you know, what's going on. And then, then I'll have my Wall Street report where I talk about whatever's the newest thing of the day. Um, and then, then I'll go about my business. And then right before the market opens, I'll get uh -huh. in, uh, in my charting program and just check and see what's going on. What I like to do is I like to look at what positions I have on in the chart and make sure that it still reflects the assumption I have, if it's bullish or bearish. And then, um, then I just kind of wait and let everything play out for about an hour. And then I'll mm -hmm. come back. I'll, I'll look at my, ch my, uh, not my checklist, my, um, I'm trying to think of my, it's my short list of stocks. Okay. Uh, I'll look at those and see what the implied volatility rank is. And implied volatility, that's really key to options trading. So options trading, you've got, you've got your stock price, which is one thing, and then you've got your implied volatility, which is another. And they, they are not, they're not the same thing. So the price of an option can go up or down wildly while the price of the yeah. stock sits still. And that's the implied volatility, expanding or contracting. Oh wow! And you want to be able—you want to be on the right side of that. Um, so let's say that, like the the implied volatility today is at this level, and I've sold something. I want the implied volatility to come down so that when I close it, it's I'm closing it for cheaper. 
But occasionally I want to buy something and that way the price of it goes up and I'm profiting when the price goes up. And that's irrespective to the price of the actual underlying stock itself. Yeah, that's, that's can, interesting. It can be really confusing. I, I understand. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm following along. I, I'm, I'm understanding. Uh, I'm sorry, you said that the price can spike up on that? Yes, the price of the option itself can spike. So wow. let's say, let's say your, your stock's $100 and maybe the 100 call is today. Maybe, maybe the 100 call at the money call is worth a dollar. Okay. Uh, and then imply volatility spikes. That, that $1 call can turn into a $3 or $4 call and that the, ah. the stock price can still stay at $100. Yeah. So yeah. they can move, they can move in different, different yeah. ways. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's it's uh to me it's more of a strategic plan because yeah. I started with uh a lot of neutral trades and I still try to keep my portfolio neutral, meaning that if 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 you're looking at it from a bell curve, right? Um right. there's there's this window where you're neutral and then it can be profitable anywhere in this window. If it goes outside of that window, um larger moves, then you've got to build something else you've got to, to ah. hedge your bets you've got to work around that i see but i started with neutral trades and i did a, an analysis of my portfolio early in the year and i found that while these neutral trades were winning their overall profit was negative because the losers hmm. were greater than the winners ah, i see yeah. yeah yeah and so the, i was like all right the, yeah Yep. Yeah, so I'm not going to do, and this is, this is something that I've done and, and everyone's different, but I trade directionally, but I use high probability trades. Right. So with a, with a neutral trade like an iron condor, it would be somewhat like a box. Okay. Okay. So you're selling a call spread above the market and you're selling a put spread below the market. So you're creating a box. But let's say that your stock goes outside of that box. It's a losing trade. So what I did was I, I just, I was like, you know what? Let me remove the risk to one side and I'll say which side looks to me based on some charts, based on my personal opinion. Right. Can you please explain the iron condor? Sure. Yeah. So with an iron condor, you're selling a call spread above the market and a put spread below the market. So you're okay. boxing in the trade by doing that. And whenever you box in the trade, you've got risk essentially on both sides. So it can go up and you've got risk and it can go down yeah. and you've got risk. You want it to stay, stay within that range. Right. And what I found is that by reducing, by taking off one of those sides, I found that it, it works better for me and my risk tolerances because now I'm not worried about if it's going one direction or another. Right. It's really only got to go one way. And what's cool about options trading, let me draw, a, let me draw this out real quick on a piece of paper. So. You weren't expecting to have art class today, were you? So, <laughs> no, but it's, I don't know if you can great, do that. Okay. okay. So imagine the dot is your current stock price. Okay. And the box right there, that's your iron condor. Okay. All right. So you want to stay in that. And that you want to sell that when it's really expensive. Okay. Like we were talking about earlier. Now, what I've found is that if I remove one of these sides and say it can pretty much go up to this line or any direction that way it wants, it's still going to be profitable. So this has a two-sided risk to it. This has a one-sided risk to it. And because of that, that's how I trade. It's still high probability because it can go up or down or it can yeah. sit still. And that's, that's one of the cool things about options. When you sell them, they can actually sit still and your trade profits because it's, 
it's the passage of time that's going by, and it's your trade increases in value when it does that. Yeah, that, that's it's, interesting. There's so much to options trading. There's yeah. no way I could go over it in an hour call. Right, I, I understand. You can actually make money while it, the market sits there in consolidation, you know. So yes, I, absolutely. I think that'd be a great part of my trading to incorporate this. You know, I'm thinking, you know, there's listeners out there that just haven't heard of options yet, or it's not become easy for them yet to go ahead and, you know, incorporate incorporate that into trading. You know, so I think it's great that we're getting a little bit more to that you know? oh yeah absolutely and then you've got to find the right broker and that's what I was mentioning earlier was um, so my my 401k that I liquidated came from Fidelity and I found it was it was Options Express and that was a Charles Schwab platform it was garbage hot garbage the worst <laughs> platform of all time ever yeah oh my gosh it was it was so so bad and I didn't know any better so I traded on it for a few months, right? Yeah. And then um, I switched to Options House, which Options is an e-trade House. platform. Oh, and okay. I went there because they had, I think it was 100 free trades. And their platform was really good. I could use it really well. Uh, the issue with that was that once 100 free trades were up, it was really expensive. So uh, let's say if, um, in fact, I wrote a, an article for Money and Markets today about trading bonds, and uh, in this particular trade, it has a uh, a risk profile where it's like you could profit thirty dollars with seventy dollars in risk, which doesn't sound like much, but that's like a forty percent return on capital. So you wow. can scale yeah, that up whatever great. you yeah. want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, thirty dollars. You're like whatever. Yeah. That's like lunch for two days, right? Right. But let's say you scale that up to ten, thirty, exactly contracts, whatever. You're talking big money. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um, so don't look at it so much as a, as a one lot 70 30 split. But with that one, uh, with uh, E-Trade, that would cost me, so it was $8 to open it plus 50 cents a leg. So that trade would cost me $9 to open, then another $9 to close. Yeah. So it would cost me $18 just in the commissions on a $30 profit. And it's like, I can't make money with this. And then, uh, then I found Tastyworks, which is my highly, highly preferred platform. Um, I've started working with them directly. Uh, we had put a contract oh. together last week. Um, Congratulations. Really cool. Thank you. I'm super excited yeah, about no that. Yeah, no problem. Um, in fact, if you or any of your listeners want to check out Tastyworks, use the sure. referral code 10minute10minute, and yeah, that, helps, that helps support my website. And then I will give you guys... Uh, anyone who signs up and funds your account, I'll give you uh, over $150 worth of extras at 10minutesdoctor.com just for doing oh, it. That, oh, that's awesome, man. We'll, yeah. we'll make sure to include that in the show notes after the show so yeah, for listeners sure. can go ahead and uh, you know follow that plug. For sure, yeah. it's uh, I mean, it, it's free to open an account, and they are they're personally the best platform I've ever used, and which is why I still use them. And the best part about it is the, the commission structure, right? Okay. So it was $18 to open that trade before. Now, and that's on E-Trade. Now with Tastyworks, it's two total. Two. All the way oh, open, all the way wow. closed is $2 total. So, I mean, that just exponentially increases your profit, right? And yeah. then what's really cool is it's capped at $10 per leg. So if you sold 100 of them, your total commission would be 20 bucks total, all in. So yeah, it's it's 
it's not only the, the the best commission structure, but their platform is ludicrous. It's what they use. Yeah. Uh, the high high frequency traders use all the same uh, technology and everything behind them. So I, see. I would definitely check them out. Make sure you use that referral code. That sure, way I can sure, hook you up with a bunch of free extras. What's up, guys? This is Padilla Flex. Just want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. A lot of hard work went into it. I want to remind you to like and subscribe if you like what you're hearing. We got new content coming up. And thanks again to our guest, Christopher M. Yule, the host of 10 Minute Trader. I want to talk a little bit more about your risk model. You know, we talked a little about a little bit about ego, and I think that also has to go with your risk model. How are you able to conquer the emotions that come with trading? You know, and how do you incorporate the lessons that you learned from taking losses into your risk model? Great question. So first, you've got to understand your risk tolerance. Uh, for me, I only okay. risk one to five percent of my account total on any trade right um if it's working in my favor i will i call it scaling in but it's essentially averaging up uh so let's say that trade earlier if it's working for me and it's already made a few dollars i'll add a few more contracts to it just to make sure that everything's it's all working out uh but i don't risk more than five percent overall because let's say i'm wrong right yeah let's say and and that's what happened to me this summer i was super wrong in gold and i had risked nearly half my account in that one trade and it just went the wrong way the wrong way and my ego was like look man it's gonna come back you got this don't worry (laughs) but i had nothing to base that on i was just Totally fueling it for my ego, and it was an expensive lesson to learn. <laughs> that, that's, that's it, right? So I, I trade 1% to 5% in my account. That's one of my risk profiles. And then everything is defined risk because I don't right. want to have – I don't want to have – I don't want to lose sleep. That's, that's one of my big deals. Mm-hmm. Trading supposed to be fun. Trading supposed to be profitable. It's not supposed to be stressful, and it's not supposed to keep you up at night. Right. If you're, right. If you're worrying about a single trade, you're trading too big. Yeah. That's how I think about it. I mean, yeah. I I can literally not look at my account. Like last week when I was at a conference all week, I checked it from my phone like two or three times, and that was uh-huh. all I could do because I didn't have my setup here to, to make trades all day. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I'm just not going to worry about it. And then I, I use high probability trades. So I use okay. at least a 60% probability of profit trade. And you can find that with options using the delta. Now, every trade... Like Forex, there's calls, uh, I'm not calls and puts, uh, uh, bid and ask, right? right? So your bid is the sell price, your ask is the buy price. Beside that, there's going to be another column that you could add, and maybe not in your broker, but at least on Tastyworks and other platforms. There's uh, what's called delta, and delta is the rate of change in the options price per $1 change in the underlying. Uh, Long see. way of saying that you can predict the probability of profit you can predict your outcome in the trade by just seeing what the delta number is. Wow. So if the delta is 50, at the money options are 50. So if you're stock trading at 100, your $100 uh, call strike or $100 put strike are both going to have a 50 delta. That's 50-50 if it's going to be profitable or not. That makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it does. So let's say your call, let's say you're looking at one out of the money. Let's say at 105, 
105 call may be a 30 delta. That says there's a 30% chance of it being in the money at expiration. If it's in the money and you've sold it, it's unprofitable. But wow. if it's 70%, which is the inverse of 30, if it's 70% probability of being out of the money, you have a 70% chance of being profitable. That's the way I look at it. So I, I look see. and make sure I, I have at least a 40 delta on all of my trades because I know uh, six out of ten times this is going to win, which is greater than 50%. And then I like to use um, – then I'll hedge, right? If I'm wrong, right. uh, I will quickly throw on a hedge and that's it. Uh, I have one trade on just the other day. It's an IWM. That's a small cap ETF. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going long IWM. And let's say, for example, the trade risked about $80. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. And I saw that, and, and it went the wrong way. And all I had to do was throw my hedge on, and now the losses are capped at $40 yeah. per, per, uh, per one lot. And I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I can't change it. So I'm going to let that sit for a while. And once that hedge has used up about 80 or 90% of its value, I'll take that off. And then I'll leave the long on and cross my fingers it'll work out. So my max yeah. risk in the trade went from about $80 per one lot to down to about $40 per one lot. Once I take that hedge off, once it's got its value back, it'll go up to about $50 per share. Because that hedge is already profitable. The hedge can only work so long. And then you can take that off. And then if the long part of it comes back, if IWM goes up, then I'm okay. So the, the keys are, you know, Knowing your risk profile, 1% to 5% of your account. Uh, keeping track of what works, what doesn't work. Um, let's see what else. Being able to hedge really quick if you're wrong. And that may not be yeah. something you can do in Forex, uh, but that is something you can do with options. You can put on a hedge within seconds, yeah. and you're good to go. Yeah, Life no, happens. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a way that, that, you know, our team does it in Forex. We've kind of, you know, these are, you know, proprietary things that we've come up just, you know, um, just by, you know, playing the market. And uh, a way, briefly, the way that I explain it is, you know, again, you know, you create a spread for yourself. And then you could also create legs on that spread, too. So let's say let's say it's going against you. You know, let's say you're already negative. I'll say I'm past about 15 points in, so I'm about my risk. But I want to be in this move. I don't want to I don't want to get shaken out, you know. So, you know. I'll create the spread, I'll, I'll buy, you know, and then, you know, instead at that point, let's say I'm down, you know, 50, I'm down $50, you know, so let's just say I'm, I'm taking that risk and I'm collecting profits while it's continuing to go up. But I know that I'm within a range because of the setup that I'm choosing and where I'm at a pivotal point in the market that it's going to give me a range about, you know, I only want it to go up another level so I can, do another 15, 15 pips, you know, and so we're going mm-hmm. to buy, collect it, and then sell it on the way down, enter another position on the way down, you know. So there's there's ways to definitely hedge. Also, you know, you do correlation pairs. Mm-hmm. You can do that yep. as well. So you can enter on correlating pairs, you know, and that definitely will give you a good way to, you know, you know, to manage that risk, you know. So that's, yeah, you know, for sure. one of my, one of my, uh, uh, one of my ways I manage the risk. Yeah. Some, but yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We we're just talking oh. about risk. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, with options, you can still trade Forex, but in a little bit different way. So, I see. Uh, I am currently short the euro, and okay. I'm using that by FXE, and uh, it's worked out really well. I yeah. 
I inadvertently stumbled into a, a pretty decent trade, and uh, I've got a long put that is is doing really well. In fact, today I was just looking at a minute ago. It was it's in the money, which means that every penny or every dollar that FXE goes down, uh, the the put is going to grow by a hundred dollars. Uh, so it's it's a great place to be. And then I also keep track, and I'm sure you do, of what's going on in the market. Yeah. And then if to. it looks like it's going to turn around, I will very quickly close that out and then wait for a good place for the long to come back in. Yeah. And I I really try and stick to just a handful of stocks. There's there's SPY, which is the S and P 500, SPY, uh, S and P 500 ETF. There's QQQ, which is the uh, Nasdaq ETF. Okay. Uh, UNG, which is natural gas, mm-hmm. uh, USO, which is the uh, United States oil fund, and what else do I trade? Uh, TLT, which is bonds, and GLD, which is gold. So those seven are like my, my core. I'm going to make sure that I'm always watching them. Because right. uh, what's really cool about them is once you get to know them, once, once you've shaken hands with them several times, you know how they have a history of acting. So you can, I wouldn't say you can predict, because no one can predict the future, but you can have an idea yeah. of, hey, this is happening, this is happening, that's yeah, happening. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it definitely. It seems like it's lining up for that to occur. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, think, I try and uh-huh. stick to just a handful. Those seven are my key ones. And then I'll look at other things, but those seven key ones are ones that I keep my, my eyes on several times a day. What are uh, the times that you begin to start trading? What is it? Oh, I just I just trade the regular Wall Street. Uh, it's like eight thirty to three Central Time. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, and I don't do anything after hours, or I mean, I can trade futures, which is similar to the the forex. Uh, I just choose not to because uh, you know I, family time is really important to me. So I cut it off. I, okay. I try not to bring any work home. And then when I mm-hmm. am at home, I'm I'm working so much on creating content on Instagram, on the website, on Twitter, yeah. uh, YouTube. Which looks great, by the way. Thank you. I worked really yeah, hard no on that. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Um, it's really fun to me, right? And, yeah, and I'm yeah, sure that that comes across is that it's it's my passion. So making the content for me is really easy. Uh, it's, I, I'm very fortunate in that way. Yeah, 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 I saw that, you know, and, and it's great too, you know, that you're able to share with, you know, some of the stuff that you were doing. So, you know, last week, you know, that you were at that conference, uh, can you share yeah. with the listeners what were you doing at the conference there? So it was a, it was a pretty cool conference. It was talking about, uh, basically the, the, the current economic scenario and then what's going forward in the future. Uh, I but I got to talk to, to several people. Emmett Smith was there. That was a yeah. surprise. Uh, one of the co-founders of Twitter was there. That was really cool. Uh, I got to meet with him. Uh, so it was really good networking. Like I said, uh, you know, before the show, I, I had pulled out my phone and I was just, you know, typing out all kinds of stuff, getting new right. ideas, talking to different people. And that's something I'd recommend to, to your audience as well is get a chance to go out and be with like-minded people. Yeah. Uh, like you and I are doing, bouncing ideas off of each other, finding a good group that you, you jive with who exactly. they'll challenge you, you know? You want to yeah. to find new ways to do things. And I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in YouTube. And I, I feel so fortunate because everything on my website, if you go to 10minutestocktrader.com, I have done, I don't have a webmaster, I don't have a developer. I did everything from YouTube tutorials. Man. Everything you could ever want in the world is on YouTube, which is a crazy. <laughs> sure is, man. Sure yeah. is. Sure is. You know, and, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of how I started my trading career. 
believe it, believe it or not, you know, the way that I started trading was I answered an ad, just an ad. And they were talking about Forex and it was just, it's just, to me, I just wanted to know, I was just curious about what he had posted, you know, so I called the guy up, you know, and soon became my mentor afterwards. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I stumbled around in Forex for maybe three months, you know, before I took on mentorship, you know, and, uh, yeah. I, I gotta say, I did about four months of mentorship and then another four on my own. Paper trading, also, um, also trading, I was, I was doing paper trading, also doing live funds, you know, so I broke myself into the market that way. You mm -hmm. know, um, I wanted to lead up to this question and ask, you know, did you take on any formal mentorship when you began trading? So, um, yes and no. Uh, if you go to tastytrade.com, they uh -huh. are, they're the people who put together Tasty Works, which is a platform I use. Uh, yeah. they, they make content all day, every day, about how you can be a better trader. And it's one of the most valuable resources ever. Uh, tastytrade.com. Um, and then I've got to know several of them. Uh, one of them actually was my personal trainer over the summer. Um, oh, okay. several of them, you know, I've been working with them, getting the contract set up for the, uh, the, the website and them. Yeah. Uh, but like not, not one-on-one -on -one trading, training, I should say, not one-on-one -on -one mentorship, but yeah, I mean, that's what they do. They, they spend eight hours a day creating content to help you be a more profitable trader. And I wish I could do all that all day. Uh, but I, I, I can only do so much, but yeah, you know, I don't, I didn't have a formal mentor. Uh, but I, you know, being aware of what's going on, focusing on your strengths is really important too. Like if you've, if you've just had a really crappy strategy that's not been working out, there's no reason <laughs> to keep trying to, to hone that strategy into working. Maybe shift into a different strategy that is working. Uh, actually through the podcast, I met another guy who was, um, a trading instructor for TD Ameritrade and he oh, wow. taught high net worth individuals like doctors, lawyers, etc., with these big six and seven figure accounts, how to trade. Yeah. And he reached out to me on Instagram and you can find that in my podcast. Uh, his name is William Satry. Total, total game changer after talking to him. Wow. Um, yeah. with, you know, that goes back to that mentorship thing. I mean, he had so much information within just an hour. I was like, how did I not know this? You know, I've been yeah, training for yeah. for a good long while, and dude walks in, and within an hour, it's blowing my mind. I'm like, geez, <laughs> why didn't I know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's a great idea is getting a mentor. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know it. Um, I know it helped me a lot when I first started trading. You know, um, shout outs to my mentor. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to talk to, talk about that because you know I bounced around in the market, and you know I really didn't have any idea, and it. It took me, it took me a long time to find that high probability setup, you mm -hmm. know, so, uh, I use indicators to trade. Mm -hmm. Um, what I like to use is, uh, a few different, a uh, few different exponential moving averages. I use the 15, uh, the 5, the 50, the 200, and the 800. That's what I use. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so what I'm looking, you know, on my strategy, on the technical side of, of things is what I'm looking at is I'm looking for price action across or below. So I wanted to trade ab above or below my exponential moving averages. That's what I want to see um, when I'm taking on a trade, you know. So what I wanted to ask you, are you using any 
any uh, are you using any uh, technical indicators to select your entry points into the market? Yes, uh, and that was a lot of what they taught me, or what William Satry taught me. Uh, was I, I had been I had been under the impression that the price of the options give you the best indicator of where the move is going to go, right. and that wasn't always the case. And I was running into a lot of issues. And like I said, with the uh, with the neutral trades, um, I thought I had a great strategy until I found out that they're overall losers, even though I had won more than yeah. 50% of them, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, William Satry had introduced me to the MACD and uh, Slow Stochastics and RSI. Okay. And... Um, now, I use those on a daily period, uh, whereas in Forex, you might be using those on a minute period or five-minute period. Which are right. you using? Oh, oh, me, I do a check, a check down from weekly, daily, okay. four, four gotcha. hours. I go, I go down, but I trade on the 15. Entries aren't 15. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So it's, with um, options, you've got a little bit of leeway, especially with high-probability uh, trade setups. And, and like with the... Like with the stock, let's say with the stock, I'm going to buy it at $100.15, right? Okay. Uh, options are not like that. Your stock can move intraday, and the option prices may not do anything. Um, and that's that's why it's not as critical to time your your entry to the exact moment. More to like the... I, I usually go from the daily to the four-hour to confirm, like, if this is when I'm ready to get in or if I need to wait right. a little bit longer. Right. Uh, but I don't, I don't go any lower than that because uh, oh, okay. the four-hour just gives me, it gives me essentially your, your trading day is most of eight hours. So it gives you the, the morning and the afternoon right. and the right. daily. And if it's, tri if it's tripping my indicators, and that's when I'll, I'll start looking at the daily. And then as I'm prepared, okay, I'm ready to do something in, in mm -hmm. natural gas, for instance. Um, I'll start looking at the four-hour and get an idea of, okay, this is a great time. Or maybe I need to wait a little bit longer for a couple things to settle down. Right, right. Yeah, yeah so no, I, I use those uh, pretty yeah, much exclusively. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That's great. Yeah, so the relative strength index, you said, yeah. and then you're using the, the MACD. MACD and slow right. stochastics. Yep. And slow stochastics, yeah. Now, here's, here's a tip yeah. that, that your readers or listeners may or may not know about. So what I like to do, right, is, it's like I said, I focus on those seven. And then I, I make a checklist on those seven. So if the RSI does this on gold, ah. it's going to act differently than if the RSI does this on natural gas. Right. And I think that's crucial, crucial. You can't use the same indicators and apply the same logic without having back-tested it. Right. And right. there's some, like, like FXE, I like to trade that one, um, but I, will, I, don't, I don't use the slow stochastics on it because it's not reliable. But I'll use the slow stochastics on other things. And my slow stochastic trigger on gold is going to be different than in QQQ. Or yeah. the MACD is going to be different in natural gas versus SPY. Uh, so that's really key, too, is, is knowing what does work. And then, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with just getting your pen out and writing down what you see does and doesn't work. And then just going back in history, right? Yeah, yeah if, exactly. If this is triggered on this date, like I was saying earlier, you've, you've shook hands with it several times. You get an idea of how it works. You can you can replicate that in the future going forward, and then there's no rush to trade. You've got yeah. to wait for a setup that you're very confident with. Exactly. Uh, if you take on extra risk that's unnecessary, like if you already have 
a trade that's a profitable trade. If you take on a risk and it's not necessary, you take on a loss. Well, you had a profitable trade, but you, it wasn't necessary to take on that risk, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I learned. Sure. So, uh huh. So for me, what uh, what what I look for, what I'm looking for in my trade setup, I'm looking for, you know, uh, a retest of a certain level, you know. Mm -hmm. Even if and if it's on a downtrend, uptrend, I will trade reversals. So. Uh, I will trade back and forth, so I'll trade up and down uh, depending on trends. So, oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't have a specific, you know, I'm not bullish or bearish on anything. You know, I just allow the market to give me a pivotal point, and I just show up at that moment, you know, and then. I totally agree with you. That's that's yeah. the way I like to do it too. Um, if you're able to just really know that particular uh, underlying really well, and you can you can take advantage of both both. You know, bullish and bearish swings. That's that's the best yeah, case, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they. Uh, you know. You know. I would say, you know, the big players are doing it the same way. They're getting uh, long and short. You know, so you know, there's no way that institutional traders. I'm sorry, retail traders like ourselves can, you know, go ahead and capitalize on on those market moves. You yeah. Know, I, uh huh. At this point, Chris, you know, I want I want to go ahead and wind down the conversation, sure. you know, and uh, I just want to ask a few quick fire questions, you know, okay. tips for pips, like I like to call it. All right, you know? I like it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what I want to what 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 I want to accomplish here is just uh, a few a few questions, you know, and just to get your opinion on. So, Bitcoin, what do you think about the future of Bitcoin? I think blockchain has a great future. It yeah. may not necessarily be Bitcoin as the retail equivalent of making transactions uh, yeah. part of the conversation in the uh, conference I went to last week talked about Ripple Ripple's got some really interesting Definitely. stuff that they're working Definitely. on uh, I had no idea what Ripple was working on and, and seeing how they're really focusing on the financial institutions and what they're going to yeah. and just the, the speed that they can put it out it's like it's like a hundred times faster than Bitcoin um, that's awesome. Yeah, Bitcoin itself, though, uh, I mean, it has, it's been in that 6,000 range for a hot minute. Uh, yeah, I don't, I've been watching that. So yeah. yeah. It, it got down to 59, 59, actually, and uh, it's been on, it, it looks like it's forming a wedge also. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I personally, and everyone's different, I personally like the indicators because they're math-based yeah. versus the the chart patterns which are somewhat subjective I see. Uh, so like you were saying it's forming a wedge or whatever your wedge may be different than what i would consider a wedge which ah. may be different than the next person's wedge yeah so that's why i i personally now you can you can trade that if that works for you but that's mm -hmm. why i don't personally use them because they're so subjective yeah uh and, and it's funny i saw I saw this great video this guy was drawing a trend line and he's like well, why couldn't I just draw it here? Or why couldn't I just draw it there? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> it's two, true. People, you can. two people can look at the same chart and see the sure a can. totally different thing. Yeah. So sure that's can. why I like the, uh, the math-based indicators like uh, MACD and Slow Stochastics because they yeah. do have, uh, you know, a numerical value assigned to it. Sure. So let's talk yeah. about uh, Fibonacci. Sure. Uh, do you use uh, Fibonacci's? I know that. I don't. Uh, no, you don't. And, okay. Uh, and Please for that, that same similar reason. Um, I, I I started on it one day, and here, let me see if I can do some more art class real quick, right? <laughs> so, right. so let's say that your Fibonacci is, let's see if I can get this to work, is this section right here, right? Right, right. I see. But what I saw when I was messing with it is that I can move this 
pretty much anywhere up or down. Let me see if I come in. Pretty much up or down. Yeah. Uh, and have my start and end point wherever yeah. I want. And, and oh yeah, I know. I was playing with it and I was like, if I can move it anywhere I want, that doesn't give me any sort of security knowing right. that this is actually a good place for it to be. Exactly. Uh, now, now, I mean, there's tons of people who make tons of money doing, you know, different chart patterns and Fibonacci's and things like that. It's just not something I do because I like to be. I'm more analytical than than uh, than drawing lines on there and and saying that my line is right and your line is wrong, kind of deal. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can you can get pretty crazy, you know, trend lines. Yeah, for sure. Chart. So and like I say, yeah. if that's the way you trade, by all means, continue to do so. If it <laughs> no, works. I, I yeah. don't, I don't use Fibonacci. Okay. I don't, I don't use, uh, I don't. I'm telling you, what I, what I use is are, are the exponential moving averages. I use also. I'm not sure if you heard of it, but it's called Traders Dynamic Dynamic Index. And no. what I use for charting, it's called uh, Trading View. And it's really what it is. It's a mixture. It's. Uh, uh, I think the creator is named Dean Malone, but uh, what it what it is, it's uh, uses uh, RSI and then it uses uh, Bollinger Bands and mm -hmm. then it uses uh, exponential uh, two exponential moving averages to to gives you it's an oscillate it, it oscillates you know from uh, from uh, up and down. But what I like about it, it's the baseline, it's a liquid baseline, so it's moving in a wave format also, just so it kind of <laughs> gives you. A little bit more reaction as to it's just an extra it's just an extra yeah you know what i mean and now again, i like that yeah. actually like i would prefer that to putting my own fibonacci's out there because right. what you're talking about it's math based it's uh i mean you can you can have a you can have a, a back test you can put it on your your chart there and you can see what's happened over the past using this yeah. setup yeah, i definitely. like that a lot yeah i also and, like to have a, a confluence of factors right so right. I, I don't just say, oh, this one thing happened, I'm ready to go. I want to see three or four things line up before exactly. I'm ready to get in. Yeah. So, and it sounds like that particular indicator has that, and I like that. Yeah, I mean, you should check it out. What I what I use, I use TradingView for charting, and you, if you wanted to look at it, you could actually... Yeah, what was that called again? Indicator, right uh, TDI, so it's called the Traders Dynamic Index, and uh, you know, I think the listeners will benefit from that one. You can look at it in TradingView, they have it. And then you just search for it on the indicator list, and it'll allow you to do that. You know? Yeah, cool. So, uh, you know, um, what do we got uh, for more tips for pips? I like this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wanted to just ask, you know, uh, what would be uh, books that that you have read that mm -hmm. you would recommend to the listeners? To the listeners. Uh, I hate to say this, but <laughs> I've not read so many books on trading yeah. i read a lot of books on entrepreneurship i mean i'm looking at my desk right there i can see eight books on this table right now i'm currently like i'm always 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 reading uh, but i read more for entrepreneurship and growing businesses and things like that versus trading um sure the books i have read really really disappointed me uh so i, I wouldn't even mention them or recommend them um but that's that's just for me i mean uh sure. i know a lot of people that um uh, what is his name? Steve Burns. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, S. Joseph Burns. Uh, he's an acquaintance of mine. Uh, we've we've oh, spoken okay. a few times. Uh, he writes a ton of books, and they're not super thick either, from what I understand. Uh, but they're really useful. Uh, sure. He gets a lot, a lot of really good feedback on them. So you could check his stuff out. Yeah, great, great. 
Okay, and uh, the last question that I wanted to ask you was, what, um, okay, so the last question that I wanted to ask you was, what tips would you give to a new trader? What would be yep. your main tips that you can give? Okay, let's let's go over a few of them. Um, first, keep your risk in check. You, I personally trade one to five percent of my account in any one trade. You much rather have ninety-five percent of your account left over if you're wrong, versus only having five percent left over your, your account if you're wrong. Yeah. So definitely keep your risk in check. Uh, number two, be prepared to learn from experience. Uh, don't don't be scared of the market moves, right? Because yeah. If something does work against you and you've lost that 5%, you've learned a lesson from it. And because you've sure. learned that lesson, you can apply that going forward. So, you know, be prepared for that. And then uh, manage your emotions. That's, that's huge and key. And then uh, by managing your emotions, you can reduce your risk because you know what's going to happen. Well, you right. don't know what's going to happen, but you have an expectation of what's going to happen. And by controlling your emotions, you're not going to lose money by making bad decisions that you wouldn't have made otherwise if you had just hold tight. Uh, yeah, and then just remove your ego. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no reason to think that a trade is going to work only because you bought it or only because you sold it. Mm -hmm. it you are not always right. And then, geez, don't look at these people on Instagram and Twitter, besides myself. <laughs> um, these people on Instagram and Twitter all day long, they're like, oh, I made oh, yeah. $50,000 exactly. a day or whatever. Yeah. You will know a real trader from a not real <laughs> trader because they don't talk about that. I I'm know. telling you the truth right now. These traders who who, who talk about, oh, I made $9,000 over the weekend because I bought this one penny stock. It's not true. They're, they are out to take your money. <laughs> and, I mean, people like me, I, I, yeah. I give away so much free content because it's what I do. It's what I love. It's what I'm passionate about. Right. But Man, these people on on Instagram who are rolling yeah. around in their their uh, Bentley that they borrowed or they bought a really crappy <laughs> for like eight thousand dollars that barely runs, um, yeah. <laughs> and then and then they'll get their paycheck or whatever and get it all in hundreds and they're like, oh, I made all this money today uh, trading. Uh, no, it's just not true. You've got to just totally eliminate that. Don't look at these people. Don't follow them. Whatever the case may be, because uh, real traders like yourself and myself, we're not out there bragging about this or that yeah. it, it, there comes a point where it, it you focus on yourself at first and this is the journey that I went through and a journey that a lot of people go through you focus on yourself at first growing your own platform your own skills your own your own data set and at some point it's like I want to share this with people I want to help other people and yeah. that's that's where I'm at now and that's yeah. why I built SimmonsStockTrader.com is because I have all the stuff that I've built up inside of me that I want to get out there and I want to share and help people with. Exactly. And you know, these 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 gurus on Twitter or <laughs> Instagram or whatever with their you know Gucci belts, um, it's just not true. <laughs> yeah. No, and I can totally relate totally relate to you know that the reason why we build these platforms. You know, I want to thank you for coming on with us today. You know. Yeah, my pleasure. Effects. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah, no problem, man. And I uh, hope we can talk in the future. You know, we'll catch up with you and see how you're doing. And then you know we'll see how we'll see how you're you're going along in your trading. Cool. And make sure you find me on Instagram. The handle's at Ten Minute Trading. Twitter at Ten Minute Trading. And check out uh, Ten Minute Stocktrader dot com. Uh, and you know find me on there. Shoot me a DM and we can talk. I'd love to. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, the easiest, honestly, the best way to find me is on Instagram. Send me a message there. And again, I want to thank you again for coming on. And you know, uh, again, Chris, uh, thank you. And we'll we'll talk to you soon. 
All right. Thanks so much, Phil. Take care, buddy. See ya. Appreciate it. Okay, so be honest. What did you think? That was a rare occasion for me to get to talk about myself. And again, I really appreciate the fact that I got to do that with them over at the First Class Podcast and that you wanted to learn a little bit about me. I mean, honestly, I think the craziest part of this whole journey and when I knew that I was on the right track was when I got that check for $5,000 and 15 cents. I needed a 5,000 to open my account. I, I just, I just knew that some higher power had this in store for me. So thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Please be sure to like and share and rate it and everything that you can do to, to help uh, out the cause. And, you know, I really appreciate being a part of your day. That means so much to me because I know you have the ability to put anything in your earbuds. And for the fact that you are choosing to spend your time with me means the absolute world. So thank you so much for joining me on today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. And there's to employ the strategic advantages of options trading and to provide confidence that they can profit in any market scenario. Please be sure to give me a like and a comment below and tell me how you can use this in your own portfolio. I have so much more content just like this over at 10minutestocktrader.com. There you'll find all the bullish, bearish, and neutral strategies I trade as well as everything I've traded in my portfolio over the last year. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. It really does mean the absolute world to me that I've become a part of your day. And like I always like to say, I've been your host, Christopher Ewell, and thanks for stopping by. Now that wraps up today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. I've been your host, Christopher Ewell, and thanks for stopping by. 10minutesdoctor.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10minutesdoctor.com and Christopher Ewell, through his content, financial programming or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10minutesdoctor.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of transaction security trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client's situation or investment objectives. 10minutesdoctor.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealer. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and any instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risk associated with the use of any financial security and brokerage platform. For more information, please visit 10minutesdoctor.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.